everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com or whatever you're listening to us on. Thank you for joining us. A very good day to you, Lyle and Welshie. Good day to you, mate. Well, very good day, Tony. How's the week been, boys? It's been all right. I don't do anything at the moment, so... Yeah. Hopefully that changes soon. The <laughs> job hunt still no good. Attitude will improve. Fingers crossed sort of for stuff. fingers crossed for tomorrow, guys. Fingers yeah, day of my life. Tomorrow never comes, you know that. Uh Jake the Snake Roberts. That's the music that brings us in to this first segment. Did you say Jake the Snake Wobbits? Like oh, Bugs Bunny? I thought I said Roberts. Wasky little wabbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, big news announced this week. We'll get into that in the second half of the show. We certainly will. Time though to introduce uh, before we do, actually, we should mention Gavin McGavin. From, we really uh, should mention yeah. Gavin yes. McGavin. Yeah, great, great episode. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, we uh, unfortunately haven't seen him wrestle in Melbourne, so but all his stuff on tape looks good and, you know, really fun interview, actually. Well, I guess today's seen him wrestle a lot, so we should ask her. Yeah, definitely. We should. A lady who's interviewed a lot of the stars of Australian wrestling. No doubt about that. Her name is Anna Ashley, and she joins us here in the studio. G'day, Anna. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm a bit insulted that I was on the week after Gavin McGavin, but sure, that's fine. <laughs> Would you rather be the week of or the week before? I'd just rather punch him in the face, to be honest. You build, you build up. Yes. Down. That's <laughs> yes. Okay, no, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. yeah, okay. It's fine. This is our last episode, obviously. <laughs> and good night. Thank you. <laughs> um, but he's caused you trouble in the past, hasn't he? A bit. He um he still has a waxed figure of his middle finger that he made for me at the last year's royal show, um which he again showed me last time I was in Perth. <laughs> nice guy. It's rude for a man to be raising his middle finger to a woman. We're Just talking about someone who stuck yeah. his finger up at a five-year-old child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Last, last week. Last week. Oh yeah, I don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> He's used to it. Don't Such worry. Such a professional, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I do remember that. Oh, now, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's Thanks fine. for joining yeah. us. <laughs> you got a drop for us? No, no I haven't. Oh, no, okay, that's no. good. Uh, you've got a great job. Uh, a lot of people would look at it and as they sit out in the crowd, they see you interviewing the stars out the back. It's a tough job, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it can be. Um, there are some that are absolutely lovely and very easy to work with. There are some that like to take liberties with my stature, which is quite small. Um, yeah, and I get I, – I recovered, I think, two weeks after it. At the last WrestleRock, um, Chris Fresh asked why I had a massive bruise on my thigh. That was from Indy Hartwell pushing me into um, a wooden desk when we were doing a, a promo backstage. Did you return the favour and ask him why he was wearing a skirt? <laughs> it's a kilt. Oh, was it? It looked like a skirt to me. You did drink a lot that night. I though, did. You're right. Lucky I was designated driver and got us all home safe. Well done. That's he an accomplishment did. for Russell no, Rock. He, he left early. Oh. We, we had to get ourselves home. I taxi. didn't leave early. The, the show had finished and I had left. That's early for Russell Rock. Yeah, it is. The Russell Rock show is finished. I didn't go nah, to the after Russell Rock doesn't start until the last match finishes. Everyone <laughs> knows that. I've seen the wrestling then. And I've seen a man in a kilt. Yes. All right. No problem. Oh, no, we can move on. It's about, not about you. No. Um, wrestling, it seems mm-hmm. like a strange thing to get into. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. My um, interests are quite uh, – there's a lot of juxtaposition happening there. Um, so initially, 
when I was about six or something, um, it was Gilbert and Sullivan um, operators and wrestling at the same time. And now um, it is once again not operators, but musical th- music theatre and wrestling. They're my two biggest passions in life. So I'm just waiting for the day we can combine them. Well, I'm, I'm a musical theatre fan as well. So I think that wrestling musical actually would work really mm-hmm. well. I'm still trying to push for Double J the musical, the Jeff Jarrett story, um, with Aaron Tveit and Norbert Leo Butts as um, WCW and TNA versions. Oh, so, version. The only the only issue with the Double J musical is you're going to have quite a limited um, appeal to the masses. <laughs> we can make it work. Is it going to be purely country and western, or is it be genre hopping? Rockabilly. Rockabilly. Yeah. Oh, maybe yeah, a bit of Book of Mormon style, jump around a bit. Because one of my favourite things to do is just to rewrite songs. And at mm. one stage, me and a friend were doing a like a musical of the career of the Woodies. <laughs> Never got to fruition, but there were some good songs written about the Woodies, the te- the tennis team. Oh yeah, Mark and yeah. Todd. My favourite one was when we went into their um, Dancing with the Stars period. <laughs> Great stuff. <laughs> Great stuff. None of us could sing though, so it was always doomed to fail. Just do what Lonely Island did with Bash Brothers. It's all plausible. Mm. I played um, Tevru and Fiddle on the Roof, so if you need a wow. if you need me to be the commentator, singing commentator, <laughs> I could do that. Yeah, for sure. All hands on deck. Yeah. I have I to always... see how the podcast goes first before you audition for a job. This one. You're the one you're on. Yeah. It's going yeah. shockingly at the moment. We've asked the one question we've been going for 20 minutes. No, we're talking about musical, musical wrestling. Because um, do you envisage matches happening and a song in between, or are they going to perform songs while wrestling? Well, that would be difficult. In some musicals, they have like the lead actor, singer, person at the front of the stage, and then they have the dancers in the background. I can picture that's the kind of thing that's happening. So, like in Rock of Ages, which is one of my favorite shows, you'll have that's so good Sherry at the front, and then there's dancers like doing stuff in the background, but it would be like Sherry at the front, and then Lockie and Avery in the background beating the shit out of each other. And it can represent the in- internal struggle of life. So there's oh, a lot of subtext. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. That's what wrestling is. There's definitely a couple of Queen songs that could be incorporated into the thing. So, like, you could get the three count, and then all of a sudden the wrestler jumps up and goes, another one bites the dust. <laughs> or tag team combination wins the championship, and we are the champions. There's Billy's a lot auditioning. Definitely. He's definitely yeah. auditioning. Right now. <laughs> It's definitely auditioning. No doubt. <laughs> could, could it work at rest 24-7? Mate, I'm trying to push for it. That, yeah. Actually, that is where it would work. It would, it would yep. definitely work at wrestle With the big stage. With the band, yep. with with the band backing. Yeah. Oh, Look, yeah. I'm, I'm not the only one that's petitioning for this. Um, oh, there are some people, high, the people higher up that yeah. actually make decisions who are liking I know the, this. I know the guy who runs MCW. I could mm. probably help. <laughs> Anna's met him, believe it or not. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we know if you, we've hung out a few times, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's a great idea. Well, last Wrestle Rock show had a bit of a musical theme at the end. Surprisingly, oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. See, I watched Stranger Things after I saw that. Yep. And I feel like it kind of ruined Stranger Things for me, <laughs> which I hate. There was no Stranger yes. Thing. There was no Stranger Thing than Lockie getting Does up. That scene, no, exactly. Uh, that scene is definitely the highlight of Stranger Things for me. Uh, I've watched it am, countless times. I'm obsessed with that show. I still haven't watched season three yet. So, so good. No I, um, I bought there's um, replica Hopper shirts, like the Miami Vice one. I bought it. 
So I think I'm going to have to go as Hopper for Halloween. <laughs> get my mo out. What are we talking about? Stranger, <laughs> Stranger things. things. Netflix. Oh, Tony, okay, Tony cool. still watches um, analog no, no, TV. No, 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 oh, no. Netflix. Okay. Teletext. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I know that, uh, you're a big fan of a show that season three recently came out, Glow. Mm, yes, it's quite good. I enjoyed season three. I It was less in-ring action and it was more focused on the sub-characters, but the themes that they hit on, uh, I saw a review and it pissed me off. It was a bio-wrestling fan. It, like, it must have been. I was going to ask about this. I yeah. See how far you wanted to go. I didn't want to get you in trouble because you got a little bit of a blowback back on Twitter about it. Not really. Well, well, if I did, I didn't really oh, look at it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. This is my opinion. Yeah, that's what Twitter's, Twitter's for anyway. Yeah. I, I opinionated incorrectly. A lot of peaceful yes. people miss the point. But that's kind of the thing. If you are like strictly a wrestling fan, there are a lot of themes in that that will go over your head. So I understand that you will not want to just watch everything else. And there was a lack of wrestling and it was there were tones this season that were a lot more serious than past seasons, but it was necessary given the time it set in and just what these characters with their backgrounds would have actually been going through. And that's the beauty of the show. It actually, it's enlightening. And for someone like me who is, you know, small female who is into wrestling, it's cathartic in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, they hit on a lot of important things like, you know, gambling, addiction and single mother working away from her children. Like it was yeah. a really powerful season. Yeah. Whereas the other ones probably had more, you know, dumb, fun, stereotypical wrestling mm. stuff. This one definitely delved deeper, which they needed to do because- yeah. If the show's to continue, you actually actually need character storylines mm. that make it worth continuing. Since it's um, the run of glows over mm. as a TV show, yeah. In, in the review, was there any five star matches, or <laughs> is, that, is that what they were aiming for when they set out to review the season? Well, it was in Vegas, though. It wasn't no, Tokyo. Tokyo Dome, oh, that's so. unfortunate. So maybe the wrong person reviewed the. I would review. say so. Yeah. I think their editing process would have been. No, 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 I'll take out the style rating. It's just not appropriate. <laughs> Everything else is completely appropriate because I very much should be reviewing this because I don't get it. But anyway, I'm not bitter. That's fine. <laughs> so did you want to be a wrestler but turn into a back, uh, backstage reporter? Or, has, mm. is that, or do you still want to be a wrestler? No. I When I was little, it was like I was a – Tag team in a tag team with my dog against my couch. And then. Did the couch ever get over, or was it you and the dog traditionally one? It was me and my dog. Someone once insinuated that my dog was um, the Sean and I was the Janetti. <laughs> and I was like, that's fine because he deserves all the spotlight. Um, it was. I don't not see you really. as having the Janetti traits, by the way. Oh, thank you. No, I wouldn't sleep with my daughter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, legal action. We're all thinking that. I usually say it, so it's fine. Yeah, okay, good. It was, I got out of wrestling for a, a while. So I watched it from when I was like six up until high school. 
and then stopped watching. And then it was when the Ultimate Warrior died because he was my favorite when I was a kid before I knew about everything else. And yeah, behind the mask. And when he died, I was actually quite devastated. And so I slowly started getting back into it. And then I was just obsessed with it again. And it was more watching it from a different perspective of, okay, I know like these people are obviously not, it's not UFC, but they're still doing enough and giving it their all that it's it hurts. It hurts a lot. And then this whole idea of like how does this the mechanics of this actually work? And then for me as well, like touch well, going back a bit to the glow thing, it was a big deal because growing up in the nineties, like Buffy and Charmed and all those girls, they were like, what is the ideal? They're stick figures. And like to now watch wrestling and watch someone like Becky Lynch and Charlotte and Paige, you know, even now still Paige, they are a different kind of healthy, a different kind of beautiful and strong. And at the time when I started getting back into it, that's exactly what I needed. So uh, long story short, I got into wrestling um, commentary, but it was more taking the piss of it. Um, doing a show for Fightful and then I got on to doing the podcast with them and then um, moved back to Perth and just like, hey, I can do marketing, I can do I have acting experience, I can help out with, you know, whatever and then just started doing that there. But it was more just I wanted to be a part of it mm. um, and I actually remember distinctly lying in bed one night just going, I have to be part of this industry. I don't know how to wrestle for shit. <laughs> but I need to be a part of this. And then I did start training for a while. And then about four or five months ago, I attempted to do a flip bump, which I used to be able to do, landed on my head twice, and now my neck clicks every time oh, I move it. So <laughs> taking a bit of time out from that. Yeah, yeah it's probably, probably yeah. a smart thing. Yeah. But, you know, I like I like what I'm doing. I like it a lot. Oh, we like what you're doing too. Oh, good. Glad and, um, to hear it. And APW, we don't. I mean, we obviously spoke to Gavin last week, but um, they seem like they're a real, like a family, like a real oh, welcoming yeah. place. Um, Very much. What's, so what was it like when you, that's obviously the first place you went, is it? In Australia, no. No? There was one other place I'm not going to name. So that was the second place you went. Was it? Um, the one that I would like to officially say that's the first place I went. Yes. Um, EPW. It was once I started training with them, that's when it really, for me, I felt like I was a part of the family. And even now I went back for their last show um, in July and everyone welcomed up, like open arms as if I hadn't left. Oh, nice. It was, we have a, I miss We have it. a man crush on Davis Storm oh, in the studio. I call him God because he is, oh, I just, I love the man. Yes, well, we found out we're in Sydney at the same time as him, so we've started harassing him, trying to uh, <laughs> hang out with him. And he's being polite at the moment. We'll see how far we go. <laughs> Is there any other way? I think he can only be polite, yeah. other than being maybe across him in the ring. But, yeah, just tell him you're taking for coffee. Yeah, yeah or a burger. We, we've already promised burger, yeah. burgers. burgers. So it's a smart way to do it. Do it. Yeah, it's a it's a very much a personality driven industry, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And uh, and a, learn all the different personalities and to 
get those personalities on their right night as well because mm. they change also, don't they, but depending on what match they may have had, depending yep. on what sort of day they've had. You, you, you very much get the very human side of wrestling backstage. Mm. Yeah. It's a lot of people, they're used to the presentation of, I'm a wrestler, this is my match. Next Saturday, I'm going to kill you in the ring. Sa. It's like, yeah, cool. I get it. But, like, what else? <laughs> like, what is, why do you actually want to do this? What is the actual intention behind this? Why, what's driving you? Um, and that's always been my favorite part of wrestling or acting or whatever is the psychology behind why is this person doing what they're doing? Um, so, it's an interesting game, I like to call it. Um, particularly you have the Q&As before the show and then the post-match interviews, very different mindsets. What time – so the show usually finishes at about 11, just after 11 at MCW. Mm-hmm. What time are you wrapping up those post-match interviews? Midnight sometimes, um, depending on – a lot of – the wrestlers like to go up to the merch and mingle with fans and stuff, which, you know, is understandable. Um, that leaves us downstairs going. Waiting. Well, you want to go home now? <laughs> yeah. Get some of the heels out the way at least. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're good for then. <laughs> um, and, yeah, it's. Um, I'm interested because some wrestlers obviously one take and mm. they'll get like Dowie was, when, I did, when I did the backstage interviewing, he's – one take, out he goes. He will steal your microphone from your hand, as I he has done me. I didn't have a microphone, me. so uh, he couldn't. I, and then I ran off when he got beaten up. So Okay. Dowie doesn't yeah. need he a microphone, too. does he? No, no. Dowie does not need a <laughs> yeah, microphone. He's pretty no, he does not. <laughs> um, but then you've got some wrestlers who um, are fantastic in the ring, but you know some of the younger wrestlers, they haven't really put a mm. lot of thought into character work yet. Do you find that more challenging, or do you enjoy that more because you get to sort of teach them a little bit, or...? It's a fine line. Um, at EPW, I was teaching promo classes and for the trainees, I was doing character development classes with them. And that was a lot of fun, but it was a huge learning curve as to there's so many other factors in the way when they first step in front of a camera and have a microphone shoved in their face. It all of a sudden becomes about how do I look? Am I like, and the shuffling starts what and then. My hands. Yeah, always the hands. <laughs> It's like, okay, focus on intention. What do you want? And that's the thing as well, especially if you're getting them on the night. If it's pre-match, they're completely in the head about what I have to do tonight. If it's post-match, they're still wrapped up in either like, that was awesome or like, I, I messed that up. So it's it's gently guiding them. Um, and I also have Chris Fresh backstage to help out if needed, like, okay, get Get your head back in, please. And so. also where the story's going, mm. um, which is the most important part of your job is yep. guiding the story for the next show. Yeah. Most of the time I don't know what it is. So it's um, <laughs> just yell at me if I <laughs> get it wrong, helpful. maybe. Um, my favourite part of doing those, especially the backstage ones, is my job is there to react to them and to act as – how the audience would possibly be interpreting this person. Um, I was very lucky that I was born with without a filter when it comes to facial expressions, um, which gets me in a lot of trouble but helps with this job. 
So it's in a lot office, of less so. Yeah. Luckily we have big computer screens in front of us. So. <laughs> um but this is a lot of fun because it's I'm able to just react and if they are in the moment, they will see the reaction or they'll notice what's going on and then that's instantly something we can work with and I just like that my job is versatile in that in that way. I'm essentially like Anna Ashley has a personality, but it's more based on what's in front of me. Have you ever had your mobile phone go off during a, uh, a chat? I haven't. Yeah. We know someone who has. Yes. At New Japan. Oh, okay. <laughs> Super prof- professional tone. Interviewing Jay White. Oh. oh. Yeah, top of the card. Oh. <laughs> but it, no, in – yeah. He was pissed, wasn't but he? But it worked into his character. <laughs> it did, he got angrier. So. Scared the shit out of me. <laughs> New Japan were happy in the end. Um, <laughs> so um, at the, the girl shows at MCW, mm-hmm. you've been doing some commentary. Yeah. And um, there's been – you get to give some one-liners, which I've enjoyed. Um, oh, God. Even sometimes when I'm I'm actually at the show and I can I overhear. And I, I think it was um, – I can't remember. There's a few good ones that you get with Avery. Oh. Definitely. Um, with the daddy issues. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, when she won. First time I've seen someone win with daddy yeah, issues. Yeah, yeah. Loved it. Was that, how much of those one-liners are pre-planned? How much are just off the cuff? I, none is pre-planned. I don't even <laughs> know what, what I'm doing hear. on the day. <laughs> it's just sit, talk shit with whoever's next to me and enjoy the show, really. And. It's a fun way to enjoy the show because yeah. you engage the whole way through, unless it's forty-five degrees and the air conditioning's oh gone out. Oh my god! That every, after every single match, I took a photo of myself just to see where the sweat has gotten to. By the end of the first half, it was just like dripping down from my chin. It was so damn hot in that in that place. Yeah, it was. It was a forty-degree day outside mm-hmm. to paint a picture for people, and it was um, no air conditioning and a full. The air conditioning had blown the day before. Yeah. And there was one tiny unit in the corner of the upstairs, which we couldn't even steal over to us because the extension cord was too short. We tried. (laughs) And then you've got a kitchen. You've got a commercial kitchen operating in the venue as well. And all the lights and all the people. Um, I was dripping wet. And wrestling Mm -hmm. matches right in the middle of it all. Mm -hmm. Indy could barely, Indy Hartwell could barely get her ring jacket off. She had to get help from her opponent <laughs> to take her ring jacket off. Oh, it happens. <laughs> it happens. Now, yep. your nickname uh, is Double A. How'd you get yep. that? I think it was actually Taylor King who gave me that nickname um, because it's Taylor King and he likes to be hip and cu- current and relevant and Anna Ashley is apparently too long for him to say. <laughs> so now it's just Double A. I I really like it. I've never really had a yeah. nickname. That's, that wasn't insulting. So this is good. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to talk a little bit about Wrestle Rock. Um, and the, the alter ego. The alter ego. Mm-hmm. Bridget. Um, Bridget. Brigitte. 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 Is she Brigitte. here? <laughs> no, don't, don't make me go there. <laughs> uh, but... um. I was talking to Ree and she was telling me about the um, when you were staying at her house and you were playing mm. Brigitte that day. Yep. <laughs> um, and the whole day you were speaking in the Russian accent, uh, w- carrying around the photo of Putin, Papa Comrade, Putin, Comrade Putin. Yeah, 
it wasn't even just before the show. We went out afterwards. I may have had a few vodkas. And I was still speaking with the accent at 2 a.m., pissing off a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) Because they couldn't work out whether you were really Russian or... Oh, my my friends were just like, okay, please stop yelling at us. Um, And then I would just freak out other people who didn't, like this (laughs) tiny Russian girl just yelling at the top of her lungs about Putin. Okay, saying it out loud, I can understand now why people were upset. It's an aggressive accent as well. Ah, yes. (laughs) It's a language of love though, isn't it? Up there with German. So they say. German people always sound angry to me. Yeah. 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 How much fun is the character to play? Um, it's a cathartic and my dreams come true. Basically, because I did the last show, we were running late and so we we're stuck in traffic. I decided to do an Instagram live um, as Brigitte and I had friends messaging through and one of my friends messaged him like, oh, stop, stop swearing or something um, and I commented something about, um, him being the worst abortion that's ever happened or something. And it's just freeing that you can say this shit. <laughs> it's horrible, but... But it's not you. No, of course not, no. <clears throat> it's because I, I, I watched a lot of TV and movies growing up and I've written a lot of scripts and stuff. So it's the stuff that you, like snappy one-liners that if you really wish you could say in a fight. And when I was little, I did try and say them in fights to my family and got into so much trouble because they are so harsh. So it's not reality. But then, you know, you come up with the stuff, the scripts, and then this is the perfect time to let it out. And you get to do a lot of fun stuff with a lot of really talented people in yep. the ring. Yeah. Crackerjack. Um, if you had told me a year and a half ago that I would be working and stapling the forehead of Cracker Jack, <laughs> I would heavily question what drugs you were on. This is, um, it's actually a dream come true. It's pretty incredible. To staple his forehead? Yeah, yeah. specifically. <laughs> I've dreamt about this for years. That's funny because a lot of people have thought about breaking open his forehead. <laughs> well, people have broken open Yeah, yeah. Too, that's become himself. like an, an old hat thing now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where did the the idea for the character come from? Um, you had it back there for a while? It actually came from – I had a, a dress-up party last year um, back in Perth. It was a glow dress-up party. And um, especially in season one, a lot of my friends have said that there is a resemblance between me and Nels and Brie. So I dressed up as Zoya. And then I think it was Mikey J – Saw the picture, sent it through to Fresh and Jules and was like, yeah, we could use this on WrestleRob. Um, and for copyright reasons, we changed the name. And <laughs> Good thinking. Yeah. The, the costume's pretty much the same still um, and the accent, but it just kind of progressed from there to being this. She's insane and she's not just like – quirky insane she's insane insane so i don't know i guess it's some deep-seated thing in my brain i don't let's not go there <laughs> she actually has a lot of relevance to me because i always thought if i got a russian male order bride that that's exactly <laughs> what she'd be like she'd go home after a week though you reckon yeah you would wake up without your testicles one morning 
Yeah, wow. <laughs> it's like a they say it like a man that's happened before. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and when you you started a new job, I hear, and one of your colleagues was a mm. a wrestling fan. Yeah, shout out to Phil. I feel. Um, so it got word got around the office that I worked in wrestling and. Um, was a big wrestling fan. It didn't help that my Slack profile picture was Braun Strowman at one point. Um, and then so how long like, into the roles this? Um, straight away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just because it was like it was my old one at my old job, and I was like I'm feeling homesick. Um, and then someone came up to me, he's like, "Oh, have you met Phil? Phil's big into wrestling." So I finally met met him, and because he comes to MCW, asking you know what has he seen. And he said, yeah, I've seen a few Wrestle Rock as well. I was like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, I didn't go to the last one. I went to the one before that. Like, oh, is that – which one was that? He's like, oh, in January. I'm like, oh, okay. Was that the one with the stapler incident? And he kind of went quiet for a second. I'm like, uh, yeah. Um, cool. Nice to meet you. Um, never talk to you again. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. So I missed that one. What was the stapler incident? <sighs> Bridget got stapled in the vagine. Oh. Mm-hmm. Where you'd got your things cut off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> As he crosses his arms. <laughs> <laughs> That's um an interesting way to meet a new coworker. Yeah. Do you have a lot to do with each other at work? Are you on the same project? No, he's in a different department. We're on an open plan um space. So like, yeah, we'll, we'll talk and stuff and he comes to MCW. It's just kind of not a topic that's Has he ever come up to your desk and said, can I borrow your stapler? No. no that's, that's sexual harassment, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you're not allowed in the workplace anymore. <laughs> just instantly start crying. Tears of trauma. Where's HR? After what happened to Cracker Jack, he's probably hiding the staplers in the office now. It's just paper clips. <laughs> I can still do a lot with a paper clip. I've seen MacGyver. Yeah, Exactly. We've we've spoken a, a lot on this show about the uh, the uprising of Australian wrestling and just exactly where it's at at the moment and in in international wrestling and how people are, are seeing it and viewing it. the The feeling and the um, the emotion and the uh, uh, all that sort of stuff backstage must be great at the moment. Mm. Everyone must be just so pumped about exactly what we're putting out. Everyone's really excited with the direction we're going um, on the wider you know, national international level, but just internally within MCW, the stuff that's coming up, everyone's genuinely really excited. It's exciting, you know, not to use the word again, it's exciting. <laughs> um, and I think it's just to be able to do this stuff and know that like, for a lot of these guys, they are putting their bodies on the line, they're putting their brains on the line, and a lot of them have done this to crowds of 20 people. And to know that they can go out to the Thornbury Theatre, to a packed house, that's going to go on streaming on several services. And with all, like, the gift makers now, um, Aussie Wrestling Gifts and I think Women's Wrestling Gifts as well, like, it's it's being seen. Like, my even my little staple spot with crackers went around the world to people in Florida who I'm like kind of know, and they're like, "Hey, you're that girl." Oh, jeez. Um, I haven't seen that gift. I've got to try and find it. It's there. 
I've seen that gif. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was at that show, I think. Yeah. But it's... I don't remember most wrestling shows. <laughs> That's what we rely on. Um, it is just a really... And it's also exciting to know that people actually want to come over to Australia and wrestle with us. And the only thing now that is really holding us back is the travel. Mm. That's that. Honestly, that is it. People legitimately want to travel to Australia yeah. to watch as yeah. well, um, which 10 or even three, four years ago <laughs> was an insane thought that people who are living in the UK, living mm-hmm. in uh, the US, would want to get on a plane yeah. to Australia to experience MCW Live, PCW Live, mm-hmm. EPW Live. Well, I was doing um, for this Patreon thing I'm doing, I had to do a bunch of research because I don't watch WWE anymore. don't have the time and other reasons. And I was doing a bunch of research for it and realised, honestly, I'm so much more invested in Australian wrestling. I know there's a bias there, but even to just watch the shows online, even if I, even if I didn't have friends at EPW in the shows or, you know, know these other wrestlers for PWA or whatever, it's what we are doing. It's our own unique thing. And it's not, I don't know, I feel like each country have their different things that they put out there with the wrestling. And for Australia, it's just we're very Australian, but it's it's more fun. Yeah, it's, uni- it's uniquely Australian. It's got yeah. that um, take the piss sense of humour. Yeah. Um, but still the in-ring product doesn't suffer for it. Mm. Um, it's I'm the same where I watch as much as I have to watch yep. for this podcast. Um, <laughs> you can watch Raw and SmackDown in 20 minutes, believe it or not. There's YouTube highlights. YouTube videos. is very They're good very for good. that. Yeah. Um, and the Australian wrestling scene is insane. And mm-hmm. a question went up, I think Joel Bateman asked it, um, Who's who are five wrestlers that, are getting overlooked in Australia right now mm. on a on a web page, and there was something like three hundred people have commented, but no one has the same list of five. No, no it's unanswerable because uh, yeah, we're all in different pockets, and like yeah. you said, the travel it is uh, so hard. We are spread out, but the talent is also there as well. Mm-hmm. It is it's crazy, you and get- it's it's right up and down the roster. Yeah, you have like Brooksy and Slex at the next show for the main event, but. I know guys, even people in the training academy at MCW and training at EPW. EPW are putting on their own because they're only doing two main shows, two main shows, um, six main shows in a year now. So they're filling it out with these um, EPW school shows. Showcases. Yeah, which features a lot of the training talent, which a lot of them are my friends. But from when I was training with them to what I'm seeing them doing now it's exceptional mm. and they're still training. Like we are in a very privileged, privileged position as fans because it's not just like we did have a loss with with um, Sexton and with Jonah going over there. and We're about to have a few more, I think, but mm-hmm. that, that's going to always be what happens. Um, the, the stronger yeah. the industry gets, yeah. the more we're going to lose people. But the more that in- incentivizes the guys underneath to work yeah. harder and take those spots. And it's already – the industry is already, like, quickly being replenished by these people who are rising up because the standard is just that high that everyone wants to top each other, but they want to actually put a match together that, as a couple, is exceptional. 
They want to have the best match on the show. And I think that's part of the key of this mentality. There's a lot of the people coming up now. It is very much a, we recognize that there are so many different wrestling companies in Australia, even in within the cities. And there's so many different options. Why would people want to come to our training show? Okay, well, we are going to have to blow the roof off this thing then and work together in the match or in the show in general. And I think that is the key to all of this. And I, I hope that this is the direction of Australian wrestling in general, that the main, the top companies can work together to actually push this forward, to, you know, swap talent, to even do like inter-show belts or something like that in Australian. I know it's, it's a lot of politics involved in this and all that kind of stuff, but. A lot the old NWA where yeah. you've got that traveling Australian champion. Maybe. That would be awesome now. Yeah. yeah. We've, we've spoken about it plenty of times and to, to other wrestlers and they They'd want something like yeah. that, a lot more interpromotional. Well, we've got to so, an extent now with New Zealand, haven't we, with Slicks yeah. having the New Zealand belt, yep. <laughs> so there's no reason why it couldn't work here. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's a lot of politics on who's the champion. Yeah, is, and I understand that. And we don't want our champion. But losses don't mean what they once did, so I think the politics would probably be less, as long as we rotated the belt, I think. Yeah, and it's not really about who actually has a belt. It's more about we get to see this talent on our show. Against our best guy yeah. who's wrestling for that belt. And yeah. when there's a hometown win, which there would be every now and again, the, the roof's going to come off the place. Exactly. Um, you touched on the Patreon earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, what's all that about and how can people <laughs> check it out? Um, so it kind of stems from, well, I need for money, of course. But since having to be an adult and get a proper job and feed myself, which I'm not very good at, um, I was going kind of insane not having like a better creative outlet. So this idea came up to do um it's a, it's a mixture of things. Part of the Patreon is um like a short. So I've done like a fake glow audition in the past and bring back some most ridiculous and stuff like that. Um but then the other half of it is interviews with wrestlers. But something aside from wrestling. So um, going for more something they're really passionate about that they can talk about for ages and exploring that with them but also exploring that for the perspective of how I want to know more about you as a wrestler. And then you can also see like with um, Gavin McGavin, I had him on as my first guest and his list was um, the top 10, 10 things that grinds my gears. By the end of the list, I was like, I can see why Gavin McGavin's a thing. <laughs> okay. Um, I had Mikey J's episode is coming out next week for the public. It just dropped today on Patreon. Patreon. I don't know how to say it. And um, his was about the top five formative albums from his childhood. I love his music. He does. Um, but that was really interesting to hear all the different stages and how that influenced him and how he got onto them. Um, I've got one that I need to edit with um, Avery and babysitting Avery on Twitter, her best friend, and they were the top, top Avery moments. <laughs> um, and I have one this Friday with Sean Rups- Sean Russap from Fightful, who I, I like to refer to him as my wrestling dad because in the drag community they have um, drag mothers who brought them into the community. Sean is my wrestling dad for bringing me into the community. Um, and I actually have one with Cracker Jack lined up, which is going to be incredibly confronting the topic. <laughs> so, oh. 
stay tuned. <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything less, to be no. honest. Mm. No. And where, where can people find that? Um, the easiest way is there's a link on my Instagram profile, which is at Anna Bowett, which is like Jack Bauer with a T. That way, I always like to say it. Um, and the link on the top of that is to the Patreon. Easy to find them. Yeah. Some interesting guests as well coming up. Yeah. I've got a question. You had an awkward moment picking up some 8 by 10s mm. how, how was that new experience for yourself? <sighs> it, it, like it was fine. It was just that look that the the counter person gives you when it's like they, they see that 8 by 10 say look at you and go, what the hell? <laughs> okay. It was, a, it was a picture of me with, with crackers, barbed wire walking um, stick. Yep. So it was just like... Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. And then um, Tyson replied with, yeah, but at least yours wasn't half naked, which then you have to explain to the person why you're picking up half naked pictures of yourself. I think Tyson would just own that, wouldn't he? I don't think that 8 by 10s is the only time he's picking up no. half naked pictures no. of himself either. Well, I said to him he should just explain that his parents asked him to pick this up so they can give to their friends because they're so proud of him. <laughs> I think that's a simple solution. Very. You'd have to change shops every time. <laughs> and wrestlers don't have much pride. <laughs> or they're proud of the wrong things. Yes. Yeah, true, true. Uh, most favourite interview backstage or interviewee? Um, this is going to get some people's back up, I reckon. No, so that's fine. Fun. I, I really like working with... Matty Wahlberg, because despite his sometimes creepy antics towards me, um, he's very confident. He knows what he's doing. That sounds weird. And (laughs) (laughs) um, as much as I don't enjoy getting bruised and beaten up, um, Indy Hartwell, she also is very direct. She knows what she's doing. She also has a lot of fun in her interviews, despite it being picking on me. She's very good. Um, she's got that character just down. Mm-hmm. Most annoying <laughs> wrestler to interview. Poor Lockie. <laughs> <laughs> Something in common, Tony. Lockie Hendricks. Um, I think it was... The nail in the head for me was when he decided to pull his pants down during an interview. <laughs> no. Yes. So I think that would have to be Lucky Hendrix. You didn't do that when we were interviewing. You should try. <laughs> you should try to read the news for morning for a breakfast uh, radio station or for a radio station for breakfast. And there's one of the talent on the uh, on air doing that in front of you while you're trying to read the news. It's <laughs> not easy. Thank you, Bill Brownless. <laughs> <laughs> no names mentioned. Yeah, I think uh, using the term talent very loosely. Yeah, well, news. <laughs> really reading the news, that'd be... No, 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 I was reading the news. Oh, you were reading the news. You are trying to put me off. <laughs> and it worked. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. Actually, I've had that during interviews as well, to be honest. Shocking. Uh, we've got some questions from our listeners as we well, do. We? we do. Shoot. Let me find them first. Oh, here you go. Kevin Chiat. Who's harder to interview out of Gavin McGavin and Loverboy? <laughs> um, Loverboy is more of a little shit to everyone. Gavin McGavin is 
generally an us, but he's specifically an us to me. So I think the vendetta is a little more personal there. Yep. Uh, Becky Storm on Twitter. Could we see Brigitte? Is that right? Yes. Duh. In a match someday. <laughs> Brigitte will have to speak to Putin. See terms of conditions for crap country. We shall see. Uh, Caleb Palmer, Caleb Oz Palmer. On hey, Twitter. Caleb. Hey. Uh, You're not Caleb. You know, know. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Billy Brownless naked, is he? Uh, no. Which Australian wrestler could transition into a career in the musical theatre? Oh. Um, <laughs> I know two people who really want their names to be on that list. <laughs> but you can only say one. I don't know. You, you can say a couple and not those two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I need to. One of them Go on, Adam, Adam, slighted on. me. Lover boy Lockie Hendricks uh, likes his likes his sing along. He he seems to believe that I couldn't hold a candle to him in a lip sync battle. You've heard Lockie sing though. <laughs> I mean, I guess lip lip sync is his only choice there. <laughs> um. And I know <laughs> Sean Young is also a big music theatre fan, but I don't know, he picks, he picks on my boy Jet a bit too much, so um, can leave him with Phantom of the Opera. Fuck Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that on here? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. We've had, we've had yeah. Jimmy Havoc on. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're fine. Say anything after that. <laughs> That's what we all – we don't say, oh, yes, you can swear. We all always it's say Jimmy. we've had Jimmy yeah. Havoc on. Yeah. Um, People seem to understand. Someone yes. also yeah. wants to know if you play video games. That um, looks creepy, though. Wait, what? Well, no. Do you play video – does she play does video she games? she play video games? Yeah. And he looks creepy like, about that. He might I'm be looking creepy, at the photo. I don't know the question was. Um, I don't have time. I have. I bought an Xbox for um, 2K18. So I so a um, while ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Now it's mainly used to watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, I I used to, um, but not in a very long time. I used to really like. It's more computer games though, like Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem. That's um, a class from the past. Where in time is Leisure Suit anywhere. Larry was my favourite. Of course it was. <laughs> uh, Corey, Corey asks, if Batista and Alan Payne got in a staring contest, who would win? Oh, God. Um, that's Would Batista have his sunglasses on? Is that against the rules? But does the he ever take them off? Yeah, good point. I think yeah. Alan Payne would still win. I think he would. If he could stare through those sunglasses. He would burn a hole in the sunglasses. Yeah, I'll go with Alan. Corey's a big Alan Payne fan. And a big Batista fan as well. His favourite two guys. Mm. I think he wants to see that. (laughs) (laughs) Main event WrestleMania 34. Maybe maybe he can do one of those like custom matches and he can pay for that match. (laughs) (laughs) Anna, it has been an absolute pleasure having you in the studio. Thank Thank you you for for having me. If people want to follow you on uh, the socials, Mm -hmm. where can they find you? At Anna Bowett, B-A-U-E-R-T. It's like Bow with a T. Yes. Yeah. 
And we'll link it to the show. As yeah, well. we we definitely will too. Thanks for joining us, and look forward to seeing you at an MCW so- show show soon. Next Saturday, depending yeah, on exactly. when it's Should be huge. It is next Saturday. Yeah. Really looking forward. To it. And that main event next week is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. You might have one of the competitors in the studio out there next week. Ooh. Oh. Ray is in here, isn't she? Yeah, we'll announce it at the end of the show. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Keep listening. <laughs> Keep listening. There's a hang out. And actually, joining us here on the turnbuckle, we'll take a break. Back with more in just a tick. Welcome back to part two of On the Turnbuckle. Lovely little interview there with Anna Ashley. Buddy Murphy, the music bringing us in. I've got Lyle and Walshy here in the studio. We're already here. And why are you calling me Walshy? It's Walshy. It doesn't matter what your name is. It does matter what my name is. <laughs> it doesn't matter what your name is. Walshy, of course, uh, here with us. Uh, boys. I said the way you spell it sometimes, there's like nine C's and uh, three S's. Uh, I was going to say, if it wasn't Tony, I would assume he deliberately said your name wrong so he could throw that drop in there, but... I got his name. I think he's had that toy. ready. I think he's had that ready for weeks. Since Nick, often, Nick Burry, yeah, yeah, yeah. been working he, for a while. Throw that in there. <laughs> Go back and edit. Oh yeah, good throw idea. Throw that in there. Good idea. Uh, Buddy Murphy, what a great uh, little session he's having here on the main roster. Yeah, he had uh, another really good match today with Daniel Bryan, which was the probably second week in a row of match of the night. So he's doing really well. Got the win as well. Yeah, yeah, got the win over. Big Daniel Bryan, so it's probably his biggest win today. Little take. Daniel Bryan, little Daniel Bryan, big. Yeah, you know, he's not big. big he's big, not big. He's big not in big. personality, big right? name. So you know, in stature of the WWE yeah, universe. Uh, so good on him. Seems like they're really going with him. You know, well, Mick Foley uh, definitely tweeted about him today as well about how great he's going and. Um, people I see people tweeting that they're going to go back and binge watch all of his old matches that they haven't watched. So. You know, good on him, and he's got another really. He'll have a really good match next week as well. Who's he versing next week? Versing's not a word, Lyle. Who is he versus next Who's week? Tony? Versus. Oh, I got Tony who's he up against? <laughs> He'll be wrestling against Ali next week. Oh, in the King of the Ring tournament. Oh, they've had a couple of matches together that uh, may have went all right. Yes, in the past. They uh, <laughs> actually feel a little bit envious for the people that are going to go back and binge watch. He's. Uh, some of his uh, 205 live stuff. Well, Tony's one who could do that because he's probably not seen any of them either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Uh, he's like, he's whispering, like, who's Buddy Murphy? Speaking of- uh, He said he was at Hobie's at TakeOver. Speaking of binge watching, uh, you can uh, binge watch all you like of NXT because they've got a new TV deal. Yeah, they're going to be on USA. Yeah, on uh, Wednesday nights, US- Well, they're already on time. Wednesday nights. Yep. So, so they're just moving to a different platform. Yeah, a yeah. more accessible platform. Yeah, a major network. It's not cable there. That's a one it's of cable. The it's it cable. is cable. Two two hours. Yeah, head to head with same, the same time as another show, won't it? Yeah. Oh, what is it? A uh, Wednesday night delight or dynamite? What's the they show? No, they haven't named it yet. The oh, AEW, no, the, T- the TNT show, mm. uh, and they're going to have a two week advantage. Yes. Uh, what is it? September eighteenth. They uh, debut. And no one Pre-debut? can say no one can say that it was pre-planned because they had TV but tapings booked that they've now cancelled. <laughs> oh. So 
I think they've filmed the next three or four weeks of TV. Yeah. Um, and then they'll be into the two hours, which is going to be really good to get a lot more people onto the main roster. Everyone's saying, like, which one will you watch? Why do I have to watch one? Why can't I watch both? It's in a, probably just not at the same time. It's a great era of uh, in Australia. Kids. It probably watch, will be at the same time because yeah. one of them will be live, yeah. one of them won't. We work, so probably none of them will be. Yeah, live. we yeah, especially in Australia, we watch everything on demand when we want to watch it mm. and when it suits our lives. Uh, doesn't affect me, you know, flipping channels or anything like that. So I'll just watch one after the other, and you know. And NXT can it stretch to two hours? Of I course, think it can. It, of course, well, it's it only can. going to be an hour and a half with ads and stuff. So yeah, that's true. And it's it they can. I think the key to three XT is to keep it um, as true to what it has been as possible. Um, keep doing what they're doing. Don't don't reinvent the wheel. Don't make it. Don't have a NXT reunion show week one. So <laughs> bringing back all the former <laughs> NXT stars. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, uh, who have now gone into bigger and better things? Roman Reigns and it was FCW and and stuff nah, like who's, that. Um, who was the uh, like that bull, bull James, or <laughs> yeah, you got you got him. No, I, I think, I but think five, ma- five matches Marie. and promos and commercials, and you nearly got you, you could fill. Yeah, up two hours and, and NXT is really easy to watch. It's, yeah, I mean, have a, and then have like a really, a really kick-ass main event every week. Is, I think that's the key. Can they bring? Um, I don't really. A really good wrestling match has to be on there every week. I've mm. seen some uh, training videos and stuff. Champa come back for the first week. I don't know. Um, throw it out there. But I'll tell you what, our boy Jonah Rock may be about to wrestle Shane Thorne. Yes. I, it was uh, a thing on Twitter. So that that could be, because that wasn't filmed for the last lot of shows as far as I know. So that might be that first week. Jonah might be on that show, which, mm. I mean, AEW have zero Australians at the moment. Yeah. That might <laughs> govern who I watch first. I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty patriotic when it comes to wrestling. Nothing else. Just wrestling. Some great names have uh, been to our shore to have a chat to people. Over and the some last, mediocre ones as some, well. Yes, for sure. But this one, <laughs> Jake the Snake Roberts is set to tour Australia. Yes, he is. It was yeah. an hour. Oh, I, mean, I saw it today. Yeah, uh, early next February. Mid uh, February. Mid Seventh uh, to the sixteenth. Seven dates, Tony. Wow, and he's yeah. playing in Geelong. He's opening in Geelong. Yeah, at a, a sporting well known, yeah, res- well known wrestling town, Geelong. Yep. Um, you know the PCW Academy was out there for a while. There's a couple other wrestling shows. PCW is running down there as well. So yeah, uh, yeah, Geelong, Melbourne, uh, Melbourne. Adelaide, welcome to Australia, Jake. Perth is Geelong. I'll be able to score down there. That's for sure. <laughs> is it all you can eat? Smorgies? Is that still down there? No. Oh, no, they wrapped that up. So, yeah. oh, unfortunate. Thank God, Salmonella. <laughs> That's right. He can do DDP there was enough yoga. Ob- there's enough obesity already without having all you can eat smorgies down there. <laughs> Looking forward to it, though. He'll have some good stories. Oh, 100%. Yes. <laughs> I will definitely be going. <laughs> definitely yeah, be going. You have to. I meet, assume we're going to work hard and, to try and get him on the show. Meet and greet. Meet and greet. Oh, yeah, meet and greet. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. But he's going to Canberra as well and yeah. Brisbane. Brisbane can finally uh, calm down. You're getting Adelaide. Someone. Adelaide. So he's touching everyone. Sydney. Excellent. Where? The place that had the Olympics oh, after Melbourne. Okay. Uh, Matty Wahlberg, boys, eliminated from Survivor. I don't think I'll ever be buying Boost Juice again. Stupid Simon I, Black. I don't think that you should be drinking too much juice anyway. Maybe we should be having an apple. I thought Boost Juice was healthy for me. Juice isn't healthy. It's too much sugar. Well, not, I've had the smoothies. That's even worse. Oh, so that's why I'm fat. <laughs> that's one it's of Jeanette's them. <laughs> 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 Jeanette's mother. The godmother. 
The Dim Sims that you eat uh, don't help. No, that yeah, don't help. And in the sure. studio is pretty off-putting. And when you put the Dim Sims in the smoothie, then it's just an absolute. Uh, yeah, Maddie's out, uh, disappointed. So now we're on Team Harry, aren't we? Well, I have to. I have to. EPW zone. So the ice, <laughs> the ice cream, cream man, man himself. Uh, and I think, yeah, Maddie. If he got to merge, he would have lasted a bit longer. It's, yeah. He's just a bit unfortunate. Yeah, they just got to get rid of that turd, David. I can't stand him. Yeah, no, I don't like him. Can't stand him, and I'm glad Andy's gone. He was a rat. He looks like a rat. I actually like Luke now. I've actually gone on to Luke. Uh, Luke, Luke. Luke's good. I think he's the the baby face, even though he has a little bit of snakiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But he tells the he does. He calls the it, audience yeah. correct. Simon Black's the baby face. Baby faces are always stupid. Nah, Simon Black had his chance to get team player. He always had- about the team. Meanwhile, the team aren't really playing as a team. No, nah. like typical. The footy, like the same as Abby, you're too emotional. The team sport people, ET, they end up getting thrown under the bus because they they think that you know teams work together. Yeah. Hey boys, uh, been reported that this man has been signed by AEW. All the excitement of the World Wrestling Federation has filled the Metal Lands Arena in SummerSlam. The wait, the anticipation is over. I hope he's not commentating. Tony Schiavone. I hope he's not commentating. Tony Schiavone. Is it Schiavone or Schiavone or how do- Schiavone? Schiavone. Oh, all I can say that's going to put asses in seats. <laughs> uh, it's probably the greatest, the greatest um, day in the history of our sport. Um, no, look, Tony Schiavone, too old for me. Yeah, I don't want to hear him commentate. I, don't I know, think there's you- a danger. Like you've already got Jr. there. I don't want Schiavone commentating. So why are they bringing him back? Why would you? Maybe Coliseum Home Video is making a comeback. I don't know. That'd actually be all right. I don't know. But, uh, but he's still working for MLW and calling for them. So yeah. I don't think he'll be calling. Yeah, it'll be a limited basis. Might, might, maybe pre-shows or something show, like that. Back show yeah. interviewer. I don't know. I don't know. That's a very important job. Yeah. I it think is. we just spoke to one. Yeah. Who? You just left the studio. Oh, yes. Sorry. God. <laughs> I thought you were talking about yourself. Memory like I, a freaking I was just, sieve. I was just about to say, there's another Tony out there with a wrestling podcast, but after that, no, I'm not going to say it. They could have hired you. Well, they could have hired me. You, you, you like- can't, like, you couldn't have him and Tony commentate together. Why not? You can't have two guys that don't remember any of the wrestlers' names and don't know the names of any of the moves at the same time. How do you commentate when you don't watch it? <laughs> you fed him. <laughs> You are amazing. There's a guy. There's a guy that's come to the ring. Can I, can I go with this? What a maneuver. Can I go with this? Let's try this now. You're fired. No, because you're not our boss. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a collective here. I tell you what, I was on Twitter just then. Yeah. While I was not listening to Tony. There's a lot of pedophile defenders on Twitter today. Oh, uh, let's not worry about that. It's, it's uh, Mike Quackenbush. I'm, I'm sorry to bring up that name after. <laughs> oh, great segue. <laughs> wrestled two matches in New South Wales. Haven't you got a weekend. drop for that? He just happens to. <laughs> yeah, but you could have just wah, mentioned wah, George Powell first. No. You could have just mentioned that, yeah, people defending pedophiles is wrong. George Powell's in jail where he belongs. In other news. <laughs> Mike Quackerbush wrestled two <laughs> matches in New South Wales last weekend. That's a great effort. Yes, and uh, those matches are available on OvoPlay. Yes, I've watched the one from the Green Label show. Uh, Against Quack- Jess Troy. Yeah, and uh, Mick Moretti and who is Matt Diamond. We're still talking about Quackenbush and Jess Troy. How was the match? 
Yeah, it was actually really good. Yeah. It was really good. He's such a innovator as well. Yeah, had a low ceiling. Um, Are you but, saying like he didn't have much of a level to meet? Like it was low no, no, ceiling. like the, the no, he couldn't jump high. Yeah, oh, at my my age, I can't jump high anyway. Yeah, me me neither. You need to wrestle in a place with the cathedral ceilings, surely. Well, you're going back uh, to George Pell. Only if. <laughs> That. Crickets. No, that's a no, good that was joke. a good one. You don't have oh. crickets after a good joke. <laughs> just after your jokes. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to push the button on himself. But you no, know, it was really good. I haven't seen the the other match that he's had yet. But uh yeah, go out of your way. That was actually a really fun show. And Ovo is really good. It is, it is. It's um it's been very valuable for mm. PWA. Avery making her Japanese debut boys. Yes, I haven't seen it yet. I'm gonna Seen snippets I online. Have. They've released on uh, on Twitter yep. some some of the stuff. There's a couple of new moves in there that maybe she picked up while she was there. A couple of submission holds and stuff like that. You know, maybe that Japanese Japanese influence early. I think she's drank a lot of strong zero while she's been there. What's Would- the uh, talk though? Are people impressed? Yeah, the crowd seemed impressed, and there's a little bit of chatter online on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, that's mostly from Australians that I see it from. Are you seeing the Japanese chatter? Cause well, I can't read the Japanese chatter. Well, there's a button you press that says translate. Yeah, I, that's yes. in Japanese. I don't know which one it is. There you go. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Oh. No, but Sorry, she, did rest, she did wrestle yeah. in uh, in a uh, an arena that I've been to, Tony. Oh. I've been to Japan before. Yeah, I'm off to America in November. Thankfully, uh, babysitting Avery has arrived in the country, so <laughs> <laughs> she is going to be looked after now. Um, yeah, excellent. Fine, she man. has survived the first week, but now her babysitter's there. So Friday the 23rd of August. That's this week, Friday. Uh, Premier Pro is on in Sunbury. It's a great opportunity for people in the northwest of Melbourne to check out RB4K from PCW. It's Sammy Falcon, Rapid... Uh, Ryan Rapid, I should say, Aisha and Carl Grove, all on the card. Adelaide uh, Championship. I think uh, Kobe's wrestling on that card oh, as well. Cool. Kid so, Valiant. Kid Valiant. So check him out. Adelaide. Hopefully, I get to be in the in my seat and get to watch. I it. hope you Not can watch too. from the uh, ticket booth. Mm. Well, you didn't Adelaide. have a seat. Well, I'm, yeah, huh? play along. Adelaide Championship Wrestling is on with Adam Brooks. Making his return there. PCW and Ferdrick Gully presents Ignition APW. Yeah, you didn't change the day. you got to go to Saturday. Oh, Saturday. Sorry, August the 24th. Correct. PCW and Ferdrick Gully presents Ignition. APW is on in Frankston. And Shazza McKenzie is in town for that show. Cheers. Shazza in Frankston. Shazza in Franger. <laughs> Certain ring about that, isn't he? Yes, definitely. Mm. Uh, Riot City Wrestling in Adelaide presents Key to the City with the big ladder match. Wrestle Rampage in Adelaide have a dojo show featuring the up-and-coming talent. New Horizons in Perth have a show on called Guardians of Wrestling. Oh, that could be interesting. Uh, Suplex Pro Wrestling are on in Newcastle. APW of a State of Origin show in Parramatta. That's, uh, sorry, that's AWF, I think. You've got APW here? Yeah, I was tired. AWF have a State of Origin show in Parramatta. You're fired! And CPW in Canberra is on as well. It doesn't matter if I get TNT's show wrong. Enough. I I hate these. (laughs) I hate these so fucking much. (laughs) 
if you're providing a show, please give us a call. Uh, We'd love to hear from you on our Facebook page. If you've got an idea for a podcast too, get in touch with us or my podcast house as well. Those things remind me of the the, um, parody radio announcers on The Simpsons. Oh, flushing the toilet. Austin 316 says, I just whipped your ass. They're not even making sense. He's just hitting random buttons now. I think someone's fired. Yeah. I can't wait till he hits the one that plays his C-grade movies. Oh. Tune in next week because Lyle won't be here. No, that's, that's, that's good. good. Uh, and, Ree will, and Tony will not be sitting where he can press those buttons. <laughs> Ree will improve the show, and she's bringing in a huge guest with her. Who you got? We've got. It's, oh, don't worry, we've definitely got someone that you don't want to interview. We've got yeah, it, someone they, who you won't mind missing. Adam Brooks? Yeah, Adam Brooks Whoa, is coming. Oh, baby. Yeah. And he'll be in the studio, not in a car that's almost run out of petrol. That seems like a stitch up. At this. Well, you're the one who's gone away. <laughs> I I have family commitments, and uh, well, you shouldn't have a family. Well, yeah. I, I hope I end up in hospital this weekend now, and I can't. So go. do I. Uh, I'll be here Wednesday. That right. is it on the turnbuckle wrapped up. Thanks for joining us. Look forward to catching you next week. Lyle won't be here, so if you're listening, you don't have to say it with such glee, Tony, because we'll have Brooksy. He's been texting it to me all week. That's been oh. fun. Uh, catch you next week. Till then. <laughs>